1: My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. I recently got a new computer, and I have not yet installed the software for my webcam so I can zoom the heck out of this a bit, so if it seems like, ooh, so such as it is. At any rate, here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we feature people who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it and today I'm speaking with somebody I've known for a long time who exemplifies everything that this is about. I'm going to introduce him briefly because I really want to get into this. His name is Brad Zollis. He's a serial entrepreneur, former C-level executive, and internationally published author. One of his companies, known as K2 Design, turned Brad into a web pioneer and a dot-com executive, and as a result, Brad was thrust into the limelight and has been featured in Forbes and Inc. Magazines, Advertising Age, and appeared on international television shows, podcasts, and other media outlets. Brad is the awarding winning author of Liquid Leadership from Woodstock to Wikipedia, multi-generational management ideas that are changing the way we run things, and is the host of the podcast Awaken Nation, a podcast dedicated to deeper conversations with today's outliers and cutting-edge entrepreneurs so normally I introduce our guests by saying come on in the weather's fine but to you I say Adam Homie. Brad Zales. Okay for those of you (laughs) uh, I I wonder how many many of our viewers here know that this is a a pop culture reference to the tv show Boston Legal.
2: Denny Crane. Denny Crane Soldier. (laughs) You're going to tell your grandkids that you met Jenny <laughs> Crane. I love that show. It was so I, weird and quirky and fun. Uh, and James Spader, the, the dialogue between James Spader and uh, William Shatner was just, it was top shelf. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I And what I, I love to tell the story about how that is what William Shatner finally won his Emmy for. I mean, after Star Trek, TJ oh, yeah. Hook everything else he finally won his first emmy at age 73 for not denny crane on boston legal but denny crane as a guest actor as a guest character on the practice and i believe i believe it was a five episode arc so he won his first emmy at the age of 73 for a guest appearance on a show that had already announced it wasn't coming back for another season
2: that's amazing uh I loved watching the show for the tiny little Star Trek references, and they yeah. had plenty. <laughs> yeah, <that>
1: was funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's so let's uh, turn this to you for a minute here, Brad, and uh, tell us a bit. You know how how does the work you do make a difference for the world? Essentially,
2: you know that's that's a, an interesting question. I hate to say it that way, but the the reality is is I guess I was frustrated. Through most of my life, not only as an entrepreneur, uh, but as somebody who could see all the trends happening. And this goes back to my childhood. A lot of people know this, but my dad and I, we weren't able to communicate the way I wanted to. And Everything's changing, okay? Yeah. And through the years, when I look back at starting K2 Design, uh, which I took public, um that was the internet came along and nobody knew the internet was happening and we had to explain that to companies uh and then when i wrote liquid leadership that was about me trying to get boomers to wake up to this generational divide and the technology that was coming in that was lowering the barrier to entry for many many businesses and then now here i am with awakened nation and after being on a hundred podcasts, either as a guest or a host, I was getting frustrated with that conversation. You know what I mean? The business conversation. It was always the same conversation. I'm so damn successful. You know? Let me tell uh, you how. And you might have heard this podcast, but Tony Rubleski had me on a podcast with Jim Palmer and uh, Ben Gay the Third.
1: Oh, I remember like, that one.
2: And I'm thinking. This is These are heavy hitters. What the hell am I going to talk about? And here's the big left turn they made. They started this interview series talking about failure. Ben talked about his son dying. And Jim started talking about how he got skin cancer and fired from his job in the same week. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell am I going to talk about? So I talked about almost being deaf as a kid. I had bad earache uh, problems. but
1: I had something very similar.
2: That was the highest rated show for Tony. And it made me realize this is the kind of interview I want to do. And that's the basis for Awakened Nation. That's the whole basis for my show to have that deep dive into extraordinary conversations. Right. Now, who well do we, who do we have here ahead. today on, on this is
1: this is Princess Alessandra. I figured it was either this or she was gonna paw at me. So <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> join us here for a little bit. Uh, all right. So What are you up to these days? Uh, I mean, normally the way we phrase the question is, "What is it you actually do?" What is the product or service? But like, what are you doing these days?
2: What I've been doing is, and this is an odd thing, you know, it's it's definitely attraction marketing, but through word of mouth, I've had a lot of big business owners, billionaires, millionaires, um, be told that I help them write their books, get them on TV, uh, basically turn them into a celebrity brand. And uh, lately, I've taken my 40 years of graphic design skills from New York City uh, and help people launch their magazine or write their new uh-huh. book or get out there on social media and really brand the person, you know, because a lot of them, they have great businesses, but they are behind the business. Now they have to step out and I help them with that. And Awaken Nation gives me a great platform for some of my clients to just come on and be interviewed.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what are so what are a few of the, the questions you get, like the FAQs of people who are discovering more about you and making their decision about working with you?
2: Usually it's like, well, what the hell do you do? <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it looks like I'm having fun over here. Uh, but usually the question is, is yeah, yeah. what do you do? And I say, well, I helped you. I help you drive business to your brand by giving you exposure. And I'm not talking about just social media exposure. I'm talking about uh, getting featured in Forbes magazine, uh, print and online. Uh, getting you your book deals, helping you write that first book, creating your actual brand image. You know, a lot of people they think, well, you know, I'm not attractive, or you know, maybe I'm just going to go out there and. You know, get on TV. No, it doesn't work that way. I help craft what that image is going to look like, what the tone of voice is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people they shy away from the camera; they don't want to be on camera.
0: Yeah. But The
2: reality is, is that uh, and Forbes magazine found this out: forty percent uh, of people's decision to invest in a company uh, is based on the CEO's, you know, breadcrumbs out there in social media, television, and whether they had a book or not. 40% right. that's that means you need to get out there you know right show your face talk a, a little bit we need to know who you are
1: well if uh, people want to see see my visual I mean sure. I do a video version of the brilliance plus passion project but I don't do it for my My business creators radio show because I like to, I like to usually get intoxicated on iced tea and enjoy a cigar. And that's just, I'm not going to hold my media pose for an hour. Uh, what I did do to cover all my bases is about a year and a half ago, I had, I had this unicorn of a woman chase me around Las Vegas and shoot me 161 times.
2: (laughs) Those photos were great, by the way. Yeah. Thank Uh, you. Thank you. If you want to look at brand image, I mean, Adam, you have kicked it up a notch over the last two years and I've just been like very proud to know you. Well, thank um, you. Cause you, you would wear a nice suit and you had your glasses and you had the great haircut. Yeah. Um, I
1: hated all that.
2: And then it, it just shifted. You shaved your head. You now you wear a cap. Uh, you're more casual. Uh, very upscale casual and they got these great photos of you i think over on the promenade in las vegas because there's some graffiti over there and there's yep cool that's it was
1: in that general area yeah. yeah so what are a few questions you wish people would ask
2: uh i wish people would engage in my business coaching more because yep i see all these people you know saying hey i can do high ticket business coaching well I've owned over 10 companies, one of which I bootstrapped. We had no startup capital. And that company wound up having 60 employees, three offices, one in Dusseldorf, Germany, one in Washington, D.C., D. and another in New York City. And we took that company public on NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. And not one person has ever stepped up and said, hey, Brad, could you teach me? Could you coach me? Could you show me how to go from startup to uh, IPO or maybe getting, you know, that first round of financing, angel financing yeah. and become a real company. And I know how to do that and they know how to connect with people, but I guess maybe I haven't pushed that part of my brand that much. Um, something because I've been busy with the, the celebrity branding stuff.
1: Yeah. All right, so now let's shift gears and have a little bit of fun. And this is the part of this show. I love the I love every single episode and every single part of them. But this is the one that always either amuses me or inspires me or amusingly inspires me.
2: <laughs>
1: what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you?
2: Probably a couple of things. Number 1, I did eight character voices on The Legend of Zelda uh the um adventures of link that was the second upgrade i believe and yep. uh i did eight character voices on that wow people are surprised to hear that i used to get paid uh quite nicely to imitate christopher walken on radio shows you know uh so that was always fun um uh, i've um i was a professional drummer at age 9 uh i started uh playing drums accompanying my mother on piano and she used to sing and do all the classics so i know all the words to like you know misty and my funny valentine and all the classics
1: <laughs> right right what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it
2: uh there's two things they say either that guy's a jerk or i love <laughs> working with him he's a genius i don't know if right. a genius i you know as they say, a clock is always uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. Twice a day, yeah, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and when I and, and I actually use that expression often when I am giving credit to someone who, oh, you know, I hate to admit they're right, but hey, a broken clock is is uh, right twice a day. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you know, it also goes with my belief that nobody's all bad and nobody's all good. Nobody's always right. and Nobody's always wrong. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Right. Uh, if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing you've experienced, one thing that's happened, what would it be and why?
2: You know, I'm a big fan of uh, no. I'm okay with the way everything turned out because some of my successes uh, helped me open doors and some of my failures got me to learn. Uh, so I wouldn't change anything. You know, I've, I've had an extraordinary life. I've been exposed to some people um, that some people would say, wow, how do you know so many fi- uh, famous people? Uh, this came up yesterday with a friend of mine. He, I was telling him a couple of guests I had on the, my show. And he goes, how the hell do you know so many famous people? And it's like, well, I was friends with them and helped them write or do something back before they were famous. So all I do is call them up and, and they go, yeah. hell yeah, I'll do the show. So I've, I consider my life like this orchestra that someone is directing call it god or whatever and i've been so fortunate to just be exposed to rooms that other people don't get a chance to to get exposed to
1: absolutely absolutely well if this was the family feud this would be the part during the fast money where i would say and the number one answer was i wouldn't change a damn thing
2: ding 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> one, of the, one of these days, I, I've done over 150 of these through this project. One of these days, I'm going to have to have somebody turn the tables on me so I can give my answer. It's actually kind of unspeakably profane, but some of our audience might laugh.
2: I would love that. That, <laughs> yeah, that would be
1: fun. Yeah, that would probably be an episode that got shared uh, pretty heavily. So let's uh, let's move along here. If uh, What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet, and what questions would you ask him if you had the opportunity to do so?
2: Sure. Got, um, who would I interview? Uh, I would interview Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I wouldn't interview him in the normal way that most people would, you know, Hey, you know, I love, I love kiss man. Kiss destroyer changed my life. Uh, I would ask him, and this goes back to Napoleon Hill and the chapter on sexual transmutation. Yeah. I would ask Gene Simmons, the correlation between sexual energy and success. Because I see it in, you know, people like Bill Clinton, Pablo Picasso, uh, Gene himself, you know, this high level of sexual energy as well as high level of success. And that's what I would really like to talk to him about.
1: I'm going to have to go back and read the Napoleon Hill book because I don't remember that part. But I've been giving a lot of thought to that over the years. And I haven't quite known how to articulate. There does seem to be some sort of correlation between elevated levels of sexual energy and success
2: yeah well and, napoleon- I,
1: and i and i and i and i've noticed it for me that when mm-hmm. one is up the other is up and when one is down the other is down yes. so when one goes down i'm looking at how to get it back up again Ha 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 get it back up yeah. again <laughs>
2: uh, napoleon hill says it very succinctly in uh think and grow rich and that is this he says men are usually successful in their forties or become successful in their forties because they stop chasing women. Uh, and that doesn't mean they stop at a hundred percent, but now they take that energy that they would use to try and get a date, uh, yep. or not, not to be crass, but to get laid and instead yep. transfer that energy into their businesses. Right. And it's yeah. a great chapter. It's a very confusing chapter. If you, are thinking from the 1930s mentality, (laughs) you know, the puritanical. So it was probably super controversial at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge?
2: You know, I'm just like anybody else. I will take a moment to lick my wounds, listen to sad music, and then maybe take a nap or two. But then I'm kind of like, you know, I got to get up and, and move and push forward. Um, you know, I call it, I guess my rest period, you know, some people call it your dark night of soul, but it's part of my nature. You know, I'm Aquarius. I just turned 60. I just had a birthday. And so for me, it's my nature to not sit around too much. I can't even lay in a bathtub for an hour. You know, my, my girlfriend says, Oh, you need to take a foamy bath. And I'm like, (laughs) i'm kind of like bill burr he's like you know you're laying in the tub and you want to commit you know suicide or something because this is not natural for a man to sit in a tub and soak right um and and i'm the same way so um in those moments where i'm down and out i let myself ride the emotional wave you know it it is sort of like failure is almost like a death and you have to kind of sit there and go through the cycles of loss and then pick yourself back up And jump back into the fray.
1: Well, as I say, if you got something you got to burn through, burn faster, take a flamethrower through it if you need to. Uh, but, uh, but suppressing it or downplaying it is not gonna give you the opportunity to experience the growth that goes along with it. Think about, think about when you exercise, which is something I probably need to do a bit more of, but who doesn't? Uh, what is one of the, what is one of the feelings you have when you do strength and resistance training? A burning
2: <laughs>
1: yes that's for a reason denny crane <laughs> adam homie <laughs> all right so uh i know you have an invitation uh, for our audience which i'm going to join you in sharing in just a moment but in general since we're about a minute from being done with this conversation in general what is one thing that you would suggest our listeners do as soon as they finish streaming this uh, go
2: to my website, get in contact with me. You can even email me, Brad. At yeah. yeah that
1: That's the part that I'm going to do for you. But, uh, yeah. in general, if there's one thing that they could do aside from going to your website and all and this little gift you have for us, which you're going to tell us about oh, in just sure, a second.
2: Sure. Uh, I suggest people go listen to my podcast or watch a couple of videos and just enjoy uh-huh. the guest. You don't have to, you know, it's not about me. It's about the guest. Pick yeah. your favorite guest. Listen, I mean, uh, we've had a huge variety of people on my show, uh, from Panache Desai to Dan Millman to you you name it, um, high-level baseball players, uh, rock stars, musicians, uh, healers, shamans. Um, There's something there for everybody to really enjoy uh, and take that deep dive into uh, Extraordinary
1: Conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the invitation that you have for us is to visit your website. You're about to say at www.bradzollis.com. Now, for those who are out walking and jogging, haven't had an opportunity to actually visit this website yet and see the show notes. It's www.bradzollis.com. Bradzollis.com. Uh you, you can learn more about Brad, uh, what he does as far as his brilliance and his passion. And you mentioned to me in the green room that if people reach out to you, shoot you an email, you've got a little something for them. Normally I handle all of the invitation piece, but I'm going to let you tell us about what this thing is. You're, you'll send them.
2: I'm going to send you a PDF that has the seven secrets to turning your life around and, finding extraordinary success. And I have seven uh, strategies that I use. And when you're reading the PDF, you can click and it'll take you to a private video where I also talk about what to do. And some of the things I have in there are like uh, how to find your own morning routine. You know, everybody's got to work out, you got to meditate. Well, that doesn't necessarily work for you. I also talk about health, you know, from the blue zone perspective, and that's where people were living to over 100 years of age. Um, I also help you find your own uh, productivity hotspot. Everybody has a moment in time where they're the most productive, and it's a natural biorhythm. You may not know it, but that's what I'm offering to your guests. It's something I've spent 40 years compiling.
1: Wow. I'm going to have to get a copy of that myself. So with that, Brad Zalas, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education.
2: Thank you, Adam. Pleasure having you or having me. I love the show and I love what you're doing, man. Thank you.